Zero Vault. Rob Halford from Judas Priest is on the line. Doing fine, Larry. What a fabulous segue. Joan Jett. It's nice to be here. Opens now. And welcome back inside Kilo's Vault for another episode. This one, The History of Kilo. According to Lou. Hey, doing? I'm Ross, and uh, this was recorded on the Kilo Morning Show on Kilo's 39th birthday. It would be February of 2017, as Lou Molini is the longtime general manager of the station. As an individual, he's been with the station longer than anyone else in the in the history of Kilo. So if anyone knows where the bodies are buried, it's this guy. This was about a year removed from Lou finally retiring from uh, his general managership of the station after... I think he served 185 years as the Kilo general manager, and quite the stories to tell. It's the history of Kilo, according to Lou. All right, back over to our guest, Mike. Again, uh, this guy has spent a uh, majority of his life in the hallowed halls, a couple, three different buildings in the history of 39 years here at Kilo. Lou Malini recently retired. How's retirement going? Retirement's going pretty good because, uh, you know, I'm busy with volunteering. Uh, Jay Chimino just promoted me to chairman of the board of the Mount Carmel Center of Excellence, helping mm, veterans. I'm okay, I'm working. Why don't you volunteer at my house to do some lawn mowing and some, uh, I got some fence that still needs to be put back up from our windstorm. I may do Mr. that. Mr. Retirement, come I'm, on. I may do that. I may do that because, you know, I'm on fixed income, so maybe a buck or two for a tip if I do the right job. Listen, I'll help you, buddy. <laughs> I will help you. Uh, well, let's go back to the, the uh, obviously, where all great stories begin. The beginning with uh, this station kind of having ties to uh, a guy who started rock and roll, Buddy Holly, right? Yeah, it does. Uh, here's the How short that? version of history. Uh, a gentleman by the name of James Pinkston and Charlie Brown, as you know. Not the cartoon character. Not the cartoon character, really. Uh, Pappy Dave Stone, his dad, owned a couple of stations in Texas and a couple of stations in Manitou. The station in Texas is where Buddy Holly and Lubbock, Texas came from. So our roots are tied to Buddy Holly. And if you watch the Buddy Holly story, you'll see the stand-up mic in the opening scene, K-Dave. That was Charlie Brown's dad's two stations down there. In Texas. And as a good Texan, he comes up here in the summertime to get out of the heat. And he told his son... Charlie Brown, James Pinkston, hey, I'll sell you the FM station because FMs were just coming around. AM was still king. And he said, go find yourself a business partner. He did. The late Bob Telmasse. They bought the station in uh, 1978. It was K94 Country Station. They put it on the air as Kilo 93.9 FM. That's how we ID'd ourselves. And they hired a guy by the name of Rich Hawk. Rich Hawk was born and raised in uh, Lamar, Colorado, was in Boston at a country station. He got back here to Colorado Springs. I consider Rich Hawk the Beethoven of radio music because he built this platform, as you know, Ross, of the music, the way it flows, the artist, and he had a great year for that. 
for music and did mornings and programmed the station by hand. Not the way you have it easy with the computers now. You remember the little index cards? Write yeah. it down, this song, and play right there. And um, so Rich launched it, and he launched it with some great folks like Art Phillips, Red Noise, Alan White, and Alan White won Music Director, Billboard Music Director of the Year, which is a big deal. Jennifer Bell, who wound up being the first female morning show jock on a rock station. So it sounds like the dark ages, but I'm talking about the early 80s, okay? And uh, so with that, that's the team that came together. As a matter of fact, Doug Clifton was here, and he wound up going up to Denver to start a little station called KBCO. So that was the team that came here that built this under the leadership of Rich Hawk, the Beethoven of radio music. But the roots are deep with Buddy Holly. It was all the way back. All the way, all the way, all the way. And, yeah, they would, of course, turn this uh, town on its ear and would become uh, pretty much the uh, the Death Star. <laughs> oh, when it came to radio stations, blasting the competition right. year matter, after year. Matter of fact, uh, Rich cool. used to challenge the record companies on, oh, play this song off the new album. No, I don't like that cut. I like the number two cut. And Rich was right. And that was the way album-oriented rock. Whatever you wanted whatever you wanted from the album, you played and went by your gut. And that was, that was real radio, man. Right. You know who cool. did that? What song did that? Oh. And what artist? All songs were two minutes and 35 seconds, as you know, all the 45s we have in the back, okay? It was Bob Dylan, like a Rolling Stone. He wrote that song. It was almost six minutes long. And he was asked by a New York jock, how come you wrote a six-minute song? He said, Beethoven again. Would you ask Beethoven why his symphonies are an hour? (laughs) Right. But that's the song Mm. that broke the two minutes and 35-second song. 45-minute to go uh, songs to go to album, AOR. We'll uh, continue the talk. We'll talk best moments. I know you got a few. Oh, I years. do, I do, I do. I, I think I have your number one. I think we found some really cool stuff to tie into what would be probably your number one uh, thing here at Keto over the years there, boss, man. All right, we'll pick it up next. It's the 39th birthday of this here fine station. Just wanted to say happy birthday, K-I-L-O. I've been rocking with you guys for about 30 of the 39 years, and I love you guys. Thanks a lot. We appreciate that. No problem. Tell Lou I said that too. She said that, Lou. She said that just for you. Thank love you. Love you. Love you. Um, Lou Malini, man who has been here pretty much more than you've been in your real life, right? True. <laughs> it's crazy how it works sometimes. I know. I know. Um, Let's see, do you want to do a flashback here? We found some funny stuff from uh, your time here on there. Where's the harp to take us back? Back to the first time Lou did a live broadcast uh, here. 94.3 Kilo Corn got the life, and we certainly do as we uh, rock it in Tuesday. How you doing? Ross Ford at Kilo Control, and we'll have our man on the streets here in a few minutes. Who's that this guy's guy, been trying to get a piece of the morning sweet. show for years. I know. He is yeah. very smooth. Just some talented available. guy because of his time to uh, grab that guys. ring and grab Gals. the golden ring. And run with it. Yes, indeed. Our general manager, Lou Malini, on the streets of Colorado Springs. Live, As we uh, wrap up the 7-Eleven Transformers prize pack giveaway, you'll find the man at the 7-Eleven downtown on Nevada and Uinta. I believe not the first time he's been at that 7-Eleven in the early morning hours. <laughs> you catch my drift. So, yeah, the big guy, the general manager, out on the streets here in a moment. We'll check in with Lou Malini, stunt boy extraordinaire in a moment. First, though, let's get outside to uh, this traffic. 
Keep in mind, the general manager is listening, Lynn Ryan. You know, I feel bad for Lou oh, because I feel... Was that any pressure when... Was that pressure for you to know you're going to go live on the morning show? Really? No, because I always knew that you guys and you would be able to cover all the mistakes I made, which, of course, I don't make mistakes because I was the vice president general manager, as you know. I know. Everything you did, perfect. It was perfect. Always perfect. Always perfect, you know? And that's because, as I said about Bob and Charlie, and they sold the station to another family called Behicle Communications, Beverly Behicle, and his own station since... 1985. A true radio guy. A true radio god. And also to Jim Babb, who is a senior VP, COO, running it. That's why, Rossi, we have all the talent in here still, like we did uh, 39 years ago, on the air, live and local, because we're family-owned. Thank you, thank you, Bev. Jim. I agree. Thank you for agreeing. Finally, after 30. Listen, I remember you when you came here as a 21-year-old. Yeah. Okay, so straight out of college. Straight out of college and all. An intern and then uh, yeah, the rest is kind of yeah. itself. Yeah, and then, and then you know, uh, high school footballs, all-state football player, you know what I mean? So I remember you, you and Brent, okay, you know? Yeah, we're, we've both been here for 20-plus years and. A lot of people have invested, yeah, tons of, uh, tons of, uh, days of their lives absolutely. into this place. Absolutely. That's, Go back to that's s- why it is what it is today. Oh, exactly. Okay? No question about it. Uh, we'll get to the best moments. I know you got a few probably lined up, right? Oh, I uh, got a few. And Keto's 39th birthday it is on. We've saved some of the better swag for last. The autographed disturbed poster out the door at this hour. As we get the birthday, we have the other year. You get the freebies throughout the day. Sean Rock putting a bunch of pictures on the uh, Facebook as well. Lou, you've been cruising through. Lou Malini, everyone. A round of applause for the man. Retired general manager, the man who knows more of the picture than probably anyone else who's been through the hallowed halls of this here station. You got some stories. Some we can't even say on the radio. No. Hell, some we couldn't even... To uh, a podcast on. I know. But I don't think the statute of limitations is but if quite I over on that But I gave one. you my corporate speak, as you accused me for 22 years that we've been going together, and now you brought the other 22-year-old guy in here, Brent Hatcher, I had to grow up with you two. Okay? Right? I mean, God. Forgive me for <laughs> what, God. what I've How done. lucky God. your life is. How lucky, yeah. Oh, yeah, the award-winning uh, Hatcher and the oh. award-winning Ross Ford, Okay. My God. Hatcher tracked down some uh, cool audio from, from previous um, on-air attempts for you, Lou. We mentioned you did your first live broadcast at a 7-Eleven downtown. Tayon. That's a tough one. That is a tough That's one. That's a tough one. <laughs> uh, we found the actual live part of the broadcast. Roll that clip. Please. Right now, let's get it outside where he usually runs the ship. But due to budget cutbacks and corporate <laughs> memos, our general manager has now been demoted to Kilo Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, from the streets, cut out of the streets, Lou Bellini. Rossi, baby, after 15 years, I've been begging you on my knees and bringing you candy and stroking you. I'm finally out here on Nevada and Cimarron at 7-Eleven. Come on down, I'll give you an autograph. Yeah, as uh, general manager, you run the ship here pretty much, don't you, sir? 
Yeah, that's what all of you made me think for the last 20 years. I know who runs the ship. I'm out here. You're the star. See, he's been he's been in the uh, close quarters, in the back rooms, doing business, and finally he's jumped into the limelight. You are now an on-air personality, sir. Congratulations. I'm a kilo jock, baby. <laughs> he's a kilo jock, baby. Kilo. There's where he earned his stripes, everyone. That's when he crossed over from suits to a good guy. Absolutely, and I love it. I cannot thank you enough for doing that for me, and Brent for saving it, not yeah. destroying it. My <laughs> God. Oh, the stuff we have Here lost, I though, am. is <laughs> equally devastating. Some we things did. you can never destroy, so we got always got to keep some of these. Things. Are you bringing story time to the uh, forefront there, Hatcher, or what? Uh, you know, we were talking. You know, there's so much. I mean, if you want to sit back, like you said, you know, the stories you can and can't say. You know, uh, behind the scenes. I mean, there's so many of the stories. But the stuff that I was thinking about when you were talking to me yesterday, I wanted to find some of that stuff. It's really cool. Some of those old liners, Lou, that we had. I mean, there's, uh, oh, my gosh, I think we had Tom Petty in there from back in the day when Tom Petty was uh, in studio. You can tell us stuff that was in studio and what was done over the phone, you know, through all the years that you that you were here. But the stuff that, you know, I think about are the uh, the stuff that we've been through. The rock, we were talking about Kilo Summer Rock Fest. 2000, and we're trying to think of the band. That's how we're all losing our minds. We're all losing our memory and then some. So we got like the band. So Creed, of course, was our headliner for that one. And how about these bands? Eight Stop Seven. Wow. wow. Eight Stop Seven. Anyone? Three Doors Down was yes. on that bill. Uh, Ross's band, Fu Manchu. Fu you, Manchu. Were, you were very excited about that. How about this band? Isle of Q. Isle and it wasn't on about Q, our old DJ, not right, him. Here we go. Yeah, it was, uh, but Isle of Q was one of the bands. Another band was uh, One Way Ride. Wow, so... Boy, they, they were one. Yeah. Some, some have disappeared. Some yeah. have fallen off the map. Yeah, probably do a little Google on that one. years. Yeah, but uh, that was a big deal. The 2000 Rock Fest, I remember. Boy, that was uh, that was huge for, you know, us. That for was, us, I remember, the all the people. Too? Yeah, in the city. Big concerts, you know. We had the outside, uh, the side stage, which was great. We had a lot of local bands on that one. And, man, that's hard to believe that was 17 years ago. And, you know, it was only, well, you think about it, it seems like a long time ago, but you think about it, well, it's only 17 years. You go back to where that was, Sky Sox Stadium was still not surrounded by houses. Right. 17 years ago. Yeah, now, could that even happen now? Now, how many miles of, of housing is around yeah. that stadium? So it was nothing. Uh, our first couple of years of pulling that off worked out well, and then we, they wanted a Slipknot System for Down, the Pledge of Allegiance tour of that year was supposed to right. be our third Rock Fest, but they shut it down because of noise ordinance by that time. So even just the three, four years into doing this thing, that, that uh, area had boomed and uh, people with good money and big homes and didn't want to have Slipknot blasting in their backyard. And, they have no taste. But another one that we went to, you guys forget about. Get up to that mic, sir. It, thank you very much, Rosa. <laughs> is the is the Fourth of July? Well, you always guys seem I have a loud voice, so uh, it was the Fourth of <laughs> July. I never forget the first Fourth of July in Memorial Park. Rich and I went out there with the black dog. He and I alone with a couple of bumper stickers and ran into fifty thousand people. And then the next years after, we did that. But what was really sensational again. For the Kilo Nation and the cutting edge of Hawk and the team, you guys, we simulcast the symphony in its entirety while the people at home were watching it on KOAA, listening to it on a stereo. Mm -hmm. We made, Uh, again, national coverage on the Nightline next year later on what we did differently for the... uh, 
for the uh, for the Fourth of July, and uh, and uh, uh, Rich came out with. After that, we'd go right into Hendrix, okay, <laughs> and, and to break it, but broke format for the whole entirety for three years. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was big. Oh, it was big, big, big deal. Event. And talking about big. broadcasters working together. Say, hey, we have a stereo signal. Well, the TV says, well, we don't, but we can visualize, put this out there for you. It's like, hey, let's team up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> don't that anymore. Yeah, no, no, it, re- it really is, and it, it was, and it was really great because. We wound up getting a, a nice RV for the whole staff to come out with their family. So we made it as we always do because we're a family here. Don't make me tear up, Brent. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're a family here. And so we brought everybody out there. Matter of fact, I remember my son Julian, 1986, was born. Yeah. So that was the first one. Mm-hmm. And uh, and those are the kind of events, you're right, Rossi, where we used to have and work together and make it better for the community. That's what we are. And that's what we did with McDonald's, the other one. Kilo, K-O-A-A, and Coca-Cola raised the initial $50,000 for the Ronald McDonald House. You know how we did it, boys? Mm. No. See, you, One I dollar at a time. No, right, yeah, but here's what we did. No, it's 50 cents. Okay, two, F, two ex-football players here. That's who I'm talking to. Uh, uh, you know, state champions, okay? Uh, and so what we did is at the McDonald's, you went to get in McDonald's, you bought 3D glasses, the uh, the cardboard ones. And we were showing three months later on KOAA, Godzilla <laughs> destroys Japan in 3D. And from that 50 cents of promoting it with Coke and Kilo <laughs> and KOAA, that's how we did it. So that's we raised the initial $50,000 for the Ronald McDonald's house, who's celebrating wow. its 30th anniversary that's this one, year. That's uh, one memorabilia item I've never seen. Is what I've seen tons of the Kilo cards. I mentioned yeah. I've seen yep. one uh, ticket stub for Metallica at DJ's nightclub. Uh-huh. I've seen DJ's. one ticket stub for Ozzy at City Auditorium when Denver would not let him perform. <laughs> uh, Kilo came to the rescue and, and gave Ozzy the opportunity to play here, which that's just bizarre. Right? Who would ever right. thought Denver would say no one in the Springs would open their arms to Ozzy? Alan White serving hot dogs at McDonald's. McDonald's but, I've never seen the 3D glasses that like. As far as uh, uh, someone saying, hey, you're not going to believe this. I still got my card, my Kilo Club card. I remember having that back when I was uh, was like, what's this radio station? Little did I know I'd be coming on over here. But, uh, yeah, working with Lou, you know, for, man, 21 years. Ross, you and I, I mean, it's so true. You know, for the Kilo Nation that's listening right now that's not familiar with our industry, it is absolutely unheard of and also probably crazy. And somebody like, what the hell? Uh, How long Ross and I have worked here? And, I mean, when we first started working here with Lou, it was, you know, nothing like it is now. I mean, everything was real to reels. I mean, right in front of me where I'm sitting, which obviously can't see, but it was where our, our record player was. We played metal shop. Remember that? You know, we were doing that. But, you know, but working with Lou, you know, just, you know, that biggest thing I want to say to you, man, is thanks for keeping the lights on. You know, having a culture here that is so unique that you really can't explain it unless you've worked here. The amount of people that's come through the, uh, you know, all the advice over the years, you know, just, uh, you know, thanks. And I have to bring up a story because, you know, people are going, you know, or we're saying, oh, what stories? You would say whatever, full of funny stories. But I want to talk. There is an incident, uh, not an incident. It was something that happened a ways back. A competitor put on a radio station to go up against us. And I'm going to say one? it. Yeah. We've buried so many. <laughs> My yeah. favorite one, mother. We took on the mother. The mother tried to take on us. And, man, they were doing anything and everything against us. They had breakers uh, that had your name, Ross, 
you know, the state. And I was like, sitting back. Uh, we always took the high road. Louie, you always want to take, take the high road. Like you were saying, I think I heard you say earlier on about the billboards. Because I remember that billboard with the guy saying, change the kilo or jump. Yeah. You know, but uh, any other station, did, I mean, you and Rich were always saying, don't say anybody. It was just stupid that they would do that. So they would have all these breakers against us. I remember one time Ross came in and goes, all right, we're going to run one. And I was like, okay, what, what do we want to send out to our voice guy? And it said, hey, Ross, you may remember the, the lingo on it, but it was around the lines of stations coming after us. All they're going to find is a big black boot going up their ass. <laughs> I mean, that was it. That's the only thing that we did. But, uh, you know, that station coming after us and really trying. And this is, comes down actually to thanks to the Kilo Nation listeners right now. You are the reason why we're here because our thing of what us three and everybody else over the team of the years when we're doing this radio thing, uh, I used to go and talk over at uh, a lot of the colleges, and I would say the same thing. I go, we're in the business of pleasing everyone, which is an impossible task. But with Rich coming up, with you know Lou and Ross taking over, uh, from that we've been able to, man, keep it going. So thanks to the Kilo Nation. I mean, we wouldn't be able to be us three sitting around here right, the, right now without the Kilo Nation going. That's just the on- honest goodness right. truth yeah you yeah. know we can have all whatever little stories but nothing would have happened if we were never able to keep those listeners and taking down that station that was a good feeling right that really was when you have it because anybody in our industry they've been through something similar like that in whatever market or whatever but uh when you become part of something and that's the other thing you know having letting me all these years being a part of something special which is what this building is yeah, you know, it it's very cool being here. And you're right, Brent, and thank you. And it's not only me, but we got to go back to... All right, i got to go now. Yeah, it's been great you, talking you, to you. you. i got to go back to uh, uh, to Beverly's dad, Cyan Behagel, who bought the station from Bob and Charlie in 1985. And that's why I mentioned before earlier that we are the same station 39 years ago because of the staff, the air staff, you and Ross and... and, and 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 Mr. Mihoff when he was here, right. and uh, and uh, Sid Sid Black fourteen years. I mean, because they allowed us to be radio like it was thirty nine years mm-hmm. ago, when they can call you guys up and you gals up and say, "Hey, hi, can I hear this or right. information?" So we've been very very fortunate that we've had the talent and we've had the backing of our company out of Charlotte to do what we did. And I'm just looking through these pictures and I see the bumper sticker on the Eiffel Tower. And a bumper sticker <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> oh, I remember nice uh, pictures of uh, Saddam Hussein painting. Yes, plastered with keto stickers from the yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first phase of the, yeah. of the war. Pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, I don't know how I got that, but I got that picture at home. I don't know yeah. how it found its way into. Well, it's just like everything else here. Stuff just kind of finds its way after so many years with yeah. uh, the history and everything. Yeah, pretty cool. But, uh, pretty yeah. Cool. Cool. Oh, there's the flashback down Mamory Lane, everyone. Nice. Lou? Yes. Thanks for going by and celebrating the 39th with us. Well, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me on. And again, <laughs> we'll swap if you want. Swap gigs. I will be retired, dude. You can have morning show, dude. Okay, let's the do offer's that. offer's on the table. Let's do that every other day. But could, like, I start at 9 in the morning? <laughs> no. Oh, man. Think about it. If you're really bored, let me know. Okay, I will. I want to end it this way, uh, if I can. For those who don't know, Lou Molini, general manager, right. a man who spent many years in this building helping produce what you get here on our 39th birthday, bring him back after retirement. Right. Well, thank you. stories. Thanks for doing that. And it was a pleasure exchanging stories with you. But Hey, thanks for not crying. I just lost 20 bucks, by the way. Yeah, no. Well, I'm not. Anyway, fin- I'm not you. finished yet. I'm not finished. Can I kick you in the shin? Yeah, yeah I know. Kick you in the shin. In the shin. Just the shin. Okay. 
I, I want to say this, Ross. Um, it's been a great privilege for me to be working with the talented people like yourself and uh, the other staff that are here now, and especially the the jocks, the salespeople, the traffic people, the engineers, all the people that made this happen and created a foundation and a base and a historical radio station in our history. And I feel from that base now and that platform that I have now, after today, truly become part of the history of Kilo and Kilo's nation. And I know it's in very good hands with you being selected as one of the top 25 program directors by Billboard magazine in the country for rock stations, and there are over 400 rock stations. Uh, All the staff that you have, that you work with, that you develop, Brent Hatcher with his award-winning production year after year, uh, with Virginia Swanson being promoted to the vice president general manager. Matter of fact, you and Virginia share a commonality, and that is she is only the second general manager in the history of the station. That's right. Ed. And wow. you are only the second program director in the history of the station. And um, I also want to take an opportunity to thank all our clients that have supported us for years, decades, decades, and all the opportunities that the community gave us to help uh, with with the growth of this community and especially at Fort Carson and the Air Force Academy and uh, NORAD and all the things that we've been able to do to help uh, all the veterans from all the services. And so it, it's been just um, an unbelievable trip. I've been so lucky from the first time of walking into the station when in 1980 when there were four salespeople in shorts, flips, and T-shirts on. And from that point on, as they say, the rest is history. Only one returned a day later with a tie on. (laughs) But it's been really great, and I thank you for everything that you've done, and thank you for inviting me. I thought this was very heartfelt that you invited me on for the 39th celebration. Yeah, only fitting, I think, right? Right. Well, yeah. I, well, I'm glad you feel that way. So, because that's how I feel that way. And uh, it, it, it's hey, been wonderful. And, and I think Kilo, we, just had, we, just, we just had a moment right there. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm trying to get you to the $20. Kilo <laughs> Na- and the Kilo Nation supporting us. You guys and gals have been unbelievable with your dedication and loyalty to this station so thank you all very much uh you'll always be in my heart and soul uh because almost half of my life has been spent in this wonderful wonderful environment called kilo thank you thank you lou some heartfelt moments there huh i almost got him to cry i did lose 20 bucks because he didn't cry it was close right i should actually get 10 bucks back and that guy i mean he spent so many years with Kilo, he's forgotten more stories than probably anyone else even, even knows. The history of Kilo, according to Lou. Thanks for being a part of Kilo's vault. Be sure to subscribe, tell your friends, download the Kilo app so you can access the vault with just a couple clicks. And again, thanks for listening.